Welcome in to episode 20 of On The Move. I'm Josh Clark alongside Kenneth Nash. The month of April is here. We're approaching GSC tournaments just a, oh, a little under a month away. And we got another action-packed week of Choctaw Sports to talk about. We've got a successful weekend for the baseball team to highlight. We've got a little bit of a rough weekend for the softball team, but a strong bounce back in the middle of the week. And we've also got a sideline session with Kristen Qualls of the Lady Choctaw softball team. All that and more coming right up. Starting things off at Frierson Field, the Choctaw baseball team was in action this past weekend. They hosted Montevallo for a three-game GSC series, picked up a big three-game sweep of the Falcons. They won the first game on Friday, 4-2. They had a doubleheader on Saturday, picked up the first game in a 9-1 win, and then won the second game of that doubleheader, seven-inning contest, 6-1. Josh Excellent, excellent pitching from the Choctaw staff this weekend. Uh, Chris Crosby got the start Friday. He picked up the win. He went um, he went eight innings, six hits, one earned run, struck out six uh, on Friday. Ryan Lane, who of course has been moved back to the bullpen after the injury to Tommy Taborda, uh, he picked up the save, his second of the season. Garrett Hollinghead threw a nine-inning complete game. Very impressive. Uh, in the first game on Saturday, he, he moves to 4-1 and one on the year. Nine innings pitched, only six hits, one earned run, walked one, struck out four. He was absolutely excellent. Got a chance to call that game um, Saturday uh, around noon. Uh, he, I mean, he was phenomenal. Hitting his spots really was unhittable. And then Zach Ingram got the call uh, in the uh, second half of that doubleheader. Seven-inning contest. He went all seven innings, uh, four hits. One earned run, walk, one walk, struck out seven. He moves to three and two on the year. And first, right before we even dive into even the offensive side of things, Josh, starting pitchers this weekend for the Choctaws through 24 of 25 possible innings. Starting pitchers. The bullpen was used for an inning. For one inning. For one inning on Friday for night. one inning. Uh, then a couple of complete games. I mean, it just just continue doing Incredible. each other. I will, I'd imagine um, that there's some sort of honors that will be on the way for Garrett Hollinghead. Uh, he was absolutely, you know, he was marvelous uh, this week. Complete game, one run game. For sure. Um, really, I mean, just gave the Choctaws a chance to just keep building on that lead. Um, and that's a big deal because this is a pitching staff that's kind of not struggled. It's hit so some far. bumps. It's hit some bumps. It's hit they've some had bumps. some injuries and they've had some yes. rearranging. So, you know, it hasn't been the cleanest year right. for this pitching staff. And I think this weekend was big, uh, especially they're, they're, they're getting to go to Christian Brothers this upcoming weekend. Yeah. But this was a crucial opportunity. Montevallo was ahead of them in the uh, yes. Gulf South Conference. They were 12-6. and six. They were 12-6 and six in conference play. Um, so this was a big opportunity to try to leapfrog Dan. The Choctaws now are 12-5 and five in conference play. Montevallo uh, fell to 12-9. and nine. The Choctaws are up to second in the Gulf South Conference now. They trail only West Florida, um, who is 15-3 on the year, having a marvelous season. Uh, and the Chargers moved to 19 and 12 on the season. We're starting to see, uh, we're starting to see that record kind of reflect what the expectations were for the for the baseball team this year. I know you didn't get a chance to speak to him, but when I interviewed uh, Chris Crosby last week, we talked about you know the, the record kind of wasn't where they wanted to be, and, and they are aware of that. Um, and it, after that three game sweep, it's starting to look more and more like what you would expect. They've won three in a row, obviously. Now they've got that home record up to seven and 
five, which we kind of talked about last you know, week. Their yep. curious struggles at home. Uh, they're eight and five on on the road, and they're they're four and two in neutral site games. Um, they're going to get a chance to continue this uh, up in Memphis. They're going to take on Christian Brothers this upcoming weekend. They've got a uh, a Friday contest. Actually, it's a doubleheader Friday, noon first pitch on the fifth, and then uh, three p.m. for the second game. And that second game will pro- should be a, a seven inning contest, and then a, a third game Saturday. Um, Christian Brothers second to last in the conference right now in baseball. They're four and fourteen in conference. Eight and twenty-two on the road. I got a talk to, chance to talk to actually Blaine Krim uh, yesterday, just kind of about the Christian Brothers. You know, obviously they recognize it's a big opportunity to really kind of start building. It's, For it's sure, a team yes. that should they should win the series. Second but he to noticed last, they yeah. always, he, he noted they have trouble against Christian Brothers. Yes, even when Christian Brothers has not been you know the best team in the world. Over even the past last couple year, of years, yeah. last year they've struggled against Christian Brothers. Yeah, they struggled up in Memphis. Um, so he said that that's kind of you know a little bit alarming. They they should be able to find some some momentum. Yeah, uh, you know you would love to come away with back to back conference series wins for sure. Yeah, um, but they're really really starting to click uh, offensively. I know we kind of skipped right past that um, offensively for the Choctaws and the the first game Saturday. They they really put on Dylan Duplichain three for four three runs scored an RBI. Uh, Blaine Krim had a couple of RBIs. Chauncey Collier was two for four. Brandon Broussard was two for four. Uh, Duplichain, Krim, and Broussard all doubled in that first game. The second game, uh, the bats really started to come to life, especially the power. Uh, Dylan Duplichain doubled again. He had an excellent weekend. He was one for four in the second yep. game. Uh, he was fantastic. Krim homered. Collier homered. Broussard um, homered in the first game. Broussard homered in the first game. They, the bats are kind of starting to come to life a little bit, hopefully. Yep. Um, and that's that's really been the, the biggest knock on the team, if there's been a knock on the team this year, is that they haven't put together all facets of the game at one time. At the time. same time, yes. Um, you know, and it, when the starting pitching is throwing 24 of 25 possible innings, your offense in a three-game series is putting up 19 runs of production. Uh, you're going to win a lot of baseball games. Absolutely. Obviously, they didn't need more than four yeah. um, this weekend as, with as good as the pitching was. But it's it's a promising weekend for the baseball team. Yeah. Um, hopefully, they can continue to build. This is a really pivotal part of the season. Uh, run through the re- remainder of the schedule. We'll run through it real quick. This weekend, they're up at Christian Brothers. Christian Brothers second to last on the GSC. Uh, then they're going to be up in Arkadelphia, Arkansas, two-game series. Uh, it's a doubleheader on Tuesday the 9th, taking on Henderson State. That was supposed to be a home-and-home home this up, uh, this week and next week. This week's game was canceled, so they're going to play both games up in uh, up in Arkansas. Then they're going to be back here uh, the weekend of the 12th and 13th uh, to take on Shorter University. That is, of course, a conference matchup. Shorter right now is sitting uh, they are sitting seventh in the conference or ten and ten in conference play. So um, another kind of technically bottom half team in the conference right there. They're going to go back to Arkansas to play Southern Arkansas non-conference. Uh, then they'll play West Al uh, up in Livingston. West Al uh, they're sitting they're sitting eighth in the conference right now, seven and nine on the season. They've won nine straight. West Al's playing really good right now, um, and then they're going to they're going to come back home for. Of course, you know it, Delta State. Oh, uh, exactly, Delta State. Who is that? Delta State. That's really the biggest challenge left. Yeah. Delta State sitting third in the conference, right behind MC. But Josh, what? I know I've kind of just rambled here for a second, but what is uh, what what is just kind of a the, little? I, baseball is my thing. So. <laughs> I know it is. I know it is. <laughs> just go off. But what has kind of been um, what's what's what do we want to see from the Choctaws? They've got winnable games coming up. Well, I think Kenneth, that this this weekend, like you said, very important weekend. This was only their 
fourth time this season to win three games consecutive in a row. So very impressive weekend to wrap that kind of up on home field, like you mentioned. Get kind of back into the win column, especially after losing two games in a row. They actually closed out the Auburn Montgomery series last week with a loss. Then they dropped a 7-5 to loss to Arkansas Monticello last Wednesday here in Clinton. And then they go in and they pick up three wins against Montevallo, a team that was above them in the standings. Very impressive way to bounce back. And like you said, everything just kind of clicked. The pitching was working well. The hitting was going really well. The fielding was going really well. Everything works for the Choctaws, and it got them three big wins. And Kenneth, it's surprising because for most of the year, it seems as though the the Choctaws, and I don't know necessarily why, but it's almost seemed like the Choctaws just haven't been where they should be or haven't been where people expect them to be. And yet, even through all of that, they're 12-5 and in GSC play, and they're second in the conference right now behind a West Florida team who is just running away right now. And even so, they're only three games back of West Florida. So a very impressive bounce back this weekend for the Choctaws, and it was a critical bounce back. Like you mentioned, they've only got three or four more series left this season and then a couple midweek games here and there. But going to be a really important stretch, especially playing against some lower lower half teams, and that can sometimes be tough to set the same mentality and set the standard and say, we're taking on the same, we're acting like this is the number one team in the conference, we're not going to take them lightly, we're not going to expect that they're just going to fold easily because they're going to come out and try and possibly spoil something. Yeah, I think you're definitely on to that right there. Um, Want to jump over to softball real quick, we're going to talk about them briefly. Uh, we'll get, we sat down with Rudy Qualls, Kristen Qualls, uh, officially named Rudy. Yes, um, and you'll find out about that. And, the, and that you will find yeah. out where that comes from in the sideline session. So we'll obviously dive into softball a lot right there. But, Josh, you noted the, kind of a little bit of a rough weekend against Montevallo. They won the first game 3 nothing, then dropped the next two on Saturday, a doubleheader. The first game they lost 8-4, to lost the second game 6-5. Uh, Today, we're recording this Wednesday night. This afternoon, they played a doubleheader against Spring Hill here in Clinton. Um, non-conference games. Won, a, won the first game 5-2, won the second game 2-0. And, and we talked to, to Rudy a little bit about this. But the, the softball team, she kind of noted it's been a roller coaster. They've won now three of their last five. They're, they're doing well in conference. They're 10-7. and seven. But, Josh, wh- where's, where's the softball team at kind of right now? Honestly, Kenneth, they're still in a really good position. It is rough that they lost the final two. It was the same as same as Auburn Montgomery that they won the first game on a Friday and then they lose a doubleheader on Saturday. Very, it's a, a deflating way to go, especially considering Game Three against Montevallo this weekend. They were actually up five to three, Kenneth, going into the final, the seventh inning in the final game, and Corey Cooper got the first out. Then a couple of players got on base, and um, then. Carly Mullinax gets up to the plate, hits a three-run home run, takes the lead, and that closes out the game. Lady Choctaws can't get that final run. But then bouncing back with Spring Hill, that's two wins, a quick sweep midweek. They swept Union midweek last week. So kind of built some momentum, and now they're going into playing Christian Brothers, the worst team in the GSC standings right now. But once again, not trying to take them lightly. And the Lady Choctaws, they sit fifth in the GSC standings. That may not sound very impressive, and obviously being a middle ground team in the tournament picture, but with just if they can sweep Christian Brothers this weekend, there's potential that they can be third, be just a game or two behind second, three or four games behind first, and so they're definitely still in a really good spot, and they just got to, you know, bounce back. They've got the same teams coming up, shorter, Christian Brothers shorter, West Al, Delta State. They got a Miles midweek, uh, two-game set at the end of April, but 
it's been a good year for the Lady Choctaws, and they've had a lot of injuries, Kenneth. They've bounced through those, and it's been they've they've managed so far, and now they're kind of getting those reinforcements back at a critical point in the year. It, it's looking like they'll be able to surge towards the finish line instead of limp or crawl towards the finish line. Yeah, I think you're spot on. And obviously, like we said, we got a chance to sit down with Kristen Qualls, uh, affectionately nicknamed Rudy. Rudy! Uh, one of the seniors on this team. We got a chance to interview here for our sideline session. Let's just dump, jump straight into it. We'll Why send not? you right over there. Great interview. Probably one of the best interviews we've had this year. I would year. say so. Transitioning into our sideline session for the week, we're joined this week by, you may know her as Christian Qualls, but more than likely you know her as Rudy, the senior, not a fielder, but we can call her a slugger, a designated player, designated hitter, bomb dropper, whatever we want to call it. Rudy Qualls of the Lady Choctaw softball team. Rudy, it's great to have you. Oh, thanks for having me, guys. And so, Rudy, let's go ahead and talk about, we're filming this, or we're recording this. Yeah, we don't have a camera. We're recording this on Wednesday night. Something just happened over at the MC Softball Complex. Picked up a sweep over Spring Hill College. And so before we dive into more more in-depth stuff, let's just talk about two wins today. How important are they, especially after kind of a rough weekend? Yeah, we, we've been having a little bit of like a kind of a roller coaster, honestly. We've gone up, we've gone down, we've gone up, we've gone down. And we I think we're just trying to find our focus as a team and I think it showed a little bit more today and so it's good for us today coming in with Spring Hill being a team that's not necessarily in our conference but like they're in our conference for soccer and then just rolling through that and being able to see how we manage with that again and then going into this weekend with Christian Brothers being a conference series it's it's good that we got two wins today for sure yeah and so uh, let's let's look at that weekend too. This coming mm-hmm. weekend, so Christian Brothers obviously sitting at the bottom of the GSC yes. right now. Only one conference win, and I think yes. seventeen games this season. Yes. So obviously the mentality when thinking about your the team mentality going into a game like that, does it ever change? I know I talked to Corey Cooper about mm-hmm. this, and she said our coaches always tell us, you know, treat every game like you're playing the number one team in yes. the GSC. Is it ever difficult to kind of keep that mentality? continuous absolutely absolutely and I would I would say that's honestly been one of our kind of issues lately is that we have taken teams more lightly than we should and I think that is a reason that we have the outcomes that we've gotten right so I think coming into Christian Brothers this weekend yeah they might be one in 17 but at this point in time anybody in the GSC is beatable right so one thing that I think is really interesting, and it's the same thing on baseball, and I know I've had some conversations with some of the baseball players about it, but it, obviously in softball it's the same, same thing, is you're not just playing one-off games against these teams. You've got two or three-game series, two mm-hmm. games in a day. Y'all had a – y'all early in the season, y'all were at the Charger chill-out, and y'all played six games in a weekend. Yeah. So what's it like trying to get yourself up for each one of those games, even after you take a loss, to get yourself back up for that next game? What's that kind of like? Uh, I will say, honestly, physically it takes a toll. Like, uh, we have seen that – it's almost proven that when we play, you know, how the three-game series go, we play two games and then one game usually. Well, we've been playing one game and then two games, and I really think that with all the injuries we've had on our team this year, which is honestly about 85% of our team, (laughs) I think it's really taken a toll on people's arms, on how they perform and things like that. Just fatigue has set in. And so I think that, and I mean, rolling into this weekend, we got our we got a text today from our coach saying we played two games on Friday, and so we, yeah. I know we were all super excited about that because right. that's that's two games right there on the front end. Go ahead, get it out of your system, and then come back and refocus for that one game. Mm-hmm. And it's just it's less of a strain physically, and then I mean mentally, 
I think it just goes back to we know how many games a year we play. And so just – I guess it's honestly just routine almost. Mm-hmm. Like you, it's, it's there's always going to be another game until it's the end. Mm-hmm. It's like right now we're sitting right here in the middle of our season. And so it's like, all right, we've, we played tonight. We played two, a doubleheader tonight, and we played three games this weekend in, in right. less than 24 hours almost. So I think it's just that mentality of just remembering that we do – it's, you have to pick back up real quick. Yeah. Yeah, and so kind of looking at the schedule, especially over the past few weeks, uh, obviously talking about that doubleheader on Friday now mm-hmm. instead of having two on Saturday, the past two weeks y'all have started out your weekend series on a high note, beating mm-hmm. Auburn Montgomery on Friday, beating Montevallo on Friday, but then going into Saturday. There's a trend. Yes, things. things <laughs> that, I mean, Saturday losing the doubleheader to Auburn Montgomery, Saturday yeah. losing the doubleheader to Montevallo, and obviously both very close games. I mean, 2-1 mm-hmm. scores, 6-5 scores, and I know Montevallo was the seventh inning where it was decided, yeah. right? A, a three-run. That was rough. Home run, yes. And so getting those first two games out of the way Friday has to be uh, a big positive for y'all. Absolutely. And, I mean, especially right now, we've only got two pitchers that – really have been pitching for us consistently. Mm-hmm. And we've got, I mean, three other pitchers that are hurt or just not pitching. And it's just – it's hard for them to get through an entire game, a seven-inning game. And, I mean, for the past couple of weekends, we've honestly been playing one game for over two hours. Yeah. They've thrown a lot of pitches. Yeah. And I know Corey, like, she's been injured. Mm-hmm. And Hannah, mm-hmm. like, she, Hannah's throwing her own. She's, she's doing the best that she can. But, I mean, fatigue mm-hmm. sets in at some point, especially right. when you hold the ball every second of every game. Right. So, uh, just honestly, <laughs> God. Yeah. <laughs> what's uh, one thing? I wanna, what's obviously there's a lot of physical fatigue, and I would imagine you know softball. I would imagine especially for pitchers, it's it's a legs thing because mm-hmm. you know you're using a lot of you know that's where a lot of your power comes from. But what is it like? Is it is the the physical toll more, or is it kind of a mental thing? Do just the grinding out I game th- after game? I think the physical toll leads to the mental toll, mm-hmm. and I think that like if you sit there and like you're gosh, my back hurts, gosh, my arm hurts, gosh, if you just sit there and dwell in that moment and that physical hurt, it's going to mm-hmm. affect you mentally. Right. And so I think, honestly, with with the amount of injuries we have on this team this year, gosh, I've never seen anything like it. Yeah. With the amount of injuries we have on this team, we have honestly pushed through as well as we can. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, yeah, the outcomes aren't always good, but, I mean, we've we've had rocky times and yep. we've, we've won the GSC tournament. We've won national championships. I mean, two years ago we had a game where we uh, we pitched – we pitched all of our pitchers, and the other team scored eight runs off of no hits and no errors. So I mean, oh. like, oh. yeah, let that let <laughs> that sink in. So like, right there. so yeah. like, yeah, we have things like that happen, but we always tend to bounce back. Right. So. Yeah, and so uh, I want to talk about the pitching real quick. Obviously, okay. you've you've been around for the past four years. You've seen a lot of really good pitchers come through the mm-hmm. system that have led y'all to really high places, and obviously one of the most explosive offenses. Primarily because of a, a oh my gosh. you know, the hot bat sitting <laughs> across from us, Kenneth. Yes, the the crank went out to left field, and we're going to talk about that in a minute too. Oh, crank okay. went over the left field wall, but this year, it, and I know that most of the time in softball, you want a three pitcher rotation, right? Or yeah, primarily, I, you honestly want a staff. You want as, right. honestly as many pitchers as you can get. Right, right. And this year, y'all only used five pitchers. But for the past few weeks, it's literally just been two. two. It's mm-hmm. been Hannah Creel, who, a freshman, mm-hmm. though she's, she's a really good freshman. She's gotten, what, I think three or four pitcher of the weeks, yeah. three or four freshman of the weeks mm-hmm. here in the GSC. And then Corey, obviously, her senior season. Both of them have ERAs below 2.0 mm-hmm. right now. Both of them have appeared in over 17 games this season. Mm-hmm. And so it's 
just how has their how have their efforts just kind of helped maybe inspire the entire team? I think that especially these past few games where we haven't really been producing on the offensive side as much, I think seeing them push through as hard as they can, knowing that they're our only option right now, Mm -hmm. and seeing them do that is helping build us back up. And so like tonight, like we produced, we didn't produce a lot of runs, but we produced enough and they held their own on the mound. Right. And so uh, victory. Victory. (laughs) Two wins right there. Yeah. (laughs) Well, so now let's go more of the – personal side of things so we're going to talk about we're going to go to the Rudy Qualls show here oh. just for a minute and the so first Rudy off first off the Rudy Qualls show I mean the most the most popular show on campus obviously uh, obviously obviously not, and so not in the least. okay so so first off Rudy now, we were talking about this before the podcast. Rudy had the great idea and said, let's talk about it on the podcast, actually start recording. So we're Already this, better at this than us. For the people that don't no, know, <laughs> for the people that don't know, where did the nickname Rudy come from? All right. So you're familiar with American football. Of course. Yes. Yes. All right. Oh, Notre, Notre Dame. Dame. Yes. Rudy oh, yeah. Rudiger. That's Rudy. where it comes from. So yes. when I was younger, I started playing softball uh, when I was eight. I was playing on the 10U team when I was eight. Yeah. And my dad, I, I, I'm not the fastest kid. I'm not the most athletic kid. And what was Rudy? He wasn't the best. Yeah. Right. Yep. And so, but I would get out there and I would try hard and I would work hard. And, and, and that's just kind of been like the staple of my entire career is I've worked yeah. hard for everything that I've earned. Yeah. And so that's where the nickname came from. He just started calling it one day. He's like, oh, Rudy. And I'm like, oh, what does that Ooh. mean, Dad? I'm like, <laughs> I'm like seven. I'm like, oh, my gosh, Dad, what's that? He's like, here, come, let's watch this movie. And I'm like, okay, bye-bye. Okay. Okay. So... That it's just that's exactly where it came from, and I mean, obviously, as time progressed, I got better at the sport, and I was more successful at the sport. Yeah. But it just stuck. Yeah, and now I mean, I I was at the game last week against Union, and I hear chanting coming from the dugout. Yes, Rudy, and including your mom's name, yes. Judy. Yes, and just the the rhyme game. Was Rudy's mom is Judy. That's yes, <laughs> and it, it was just so creative. And mm-hmm. I was, I looked at a, another sports media guy, and I was like, wow, they're so creative with their chants. <laughs> like, like, they are something. Yes, they are. And so now let's talk about you getting better in the sport, and specifically last week, <laughs> uh, I I had the pleasure of sitting just outside the MC dugout, and I just decided to you know turn my phone on, turn on record just for some B-roll, and I knew you had she had tied Kenna, you know, she had tied the MC school record for RBIs at 135 at the beginning at the mm-hmm. end of the first game against right. Union, and so it was late in the second game, she gets at the bat. And I think she's you're at like a three one count or something like that. And I'm probably like, she'll so. probably get walked. She'll probably get walked. So I'm like, I'll just turn it on in case. I love a good three one. And so, <laughs> yes, you live life like a three one count, right? <laughs> and so, it. and then all of a sudden, I have the record on, and I just hear the crack of the bat, and that ball goes sailing over the left field wall. Probably landed in the baseball field somewhere, <laughs> but, and you send up a grand slam to set the MC school record. What's going through your head right? as you see that ball exit the field? Honestly, at that point, I'd, I'd forgotten about the record. That that, <laughs> wasn't even, that wasn't even the forethought. The forethought was make contact, maybe we'll go somewhere far. Right. And so, and, and you know, like did. we had, we had been stressing like all week, like we, if we get runners on, we have to like score them. We have to right. like, in our job as power hitters, that's what we do. And so I was like, all right, this is a perfect opportunity for a good hit. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it I don't. I don't even. We might have had two outs. I don't really remember. You had, a, I think, a three or four nothing lead already, and it was yeah. the fifth or sixth inning. So it was, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Thank goodness I hit that. <laughs> Next inning. Oh, Just boy. doubled up the score. <laughs> 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 but I mean, I hit it and it felt good. I mean, it, I, most of the home runs that I hit, they do feel good. And yeah. 
I just perfect scenario, honestly. Yeah. She shouldn't have thrown me that pitch. <laughs> and now, and that's then, her fault. Of course, David got on the loudspeaker and made the announcement, so that was just a little more salt in the wound for the pitcher, I can imagine. Yeah. Yes. She's going to be on highlight reels for years to come. Yes, yeah, sports in her top 10. <laughs> and so, yeah, and, and speaking of home runs, Kenneth, she has 32 this season. Or 32 in no, her career. career. I'm sorry. 32 in her career. Like, if sorry, I had 32 in one she season, she really could. I'd retire. <laughs> Call, I would go retire. out on top. But. 32 in your career, and you rank first in, and you already broke that record a little while ago. Yes. Of 30, Last year. 32 is the highest in MC That's School history of home runs in a career. So we're, we're blessed by your presence here. No, you're <laughs> absolutely not. Yeah. I am happy to be here. <laughs> um, so what? just talk more about this season. So, yeah. I mean, we talked about kind of the team aspect of it. It's been a little bit up and down. For you personally, though, what has kind of your performance felt like this year? Obviously, I mean, even if you're not the one getting hurt week in, week out, it takes a toll on the whole team. Yeah. So what's been kind of like for you this year? Well, we win together, we lose together, and mm-hmm. we, we get hurt. We get hurt together, I guess. But yeah, it's okay. just that just seeing the potential that we have. This is the best team we've had at this school, period. Mm-hmm. Period. We've got the most talent on this ball team this year. And I, I tell the girls all the time, like, look, we have so much talent, and it's it's right now what we're doing doesn't even – touch the touch the ice right. that we're like near mm-hmm. and so I mean we haven't played to our full potential yet and it's right. that's just crazy to me that we're halfway through the season and we haven't played our full potential yeah mm-hmm. and so I tell them all the time like look anything less than a national championship this year is an underachievement period yeah. we are I mean we're good enough to you're ready we are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean nationally ranked and keep rolling I mean what are we at now we're with, with today 28 and 10 yeah on the year yep and so Okay, one final question as we kind of wrap things up. Okay. Obviously, we're talking about not reaching your potential yet, getting there, and you've got, I think it's 17 games left this season. I'm glad you know. So I, I, I'm, <laughs> I'm trying to do some math in my head. Or no, 14 games. 14, 14 games, games left. So four more series. you got Christian Brothers, Shorter, West Al, and Delta State. Correct. And you got a two-game series with Miles, Miles midweek towards the end of April. Right. But so you, as you're kind of – Building mm-hmm. towards the end of the season, towards the Gulf South Conference Tournament. Y'all sit in. I think it's, as crazy as it may seem, y'all sit in fifth in the GSC right now, mm-hmm. but you're, I think, two games away from right. second. And so as you kind of maybe get some players back into the lineup, yeah. as you kind of re- re-energize, revitalize, and mm-hmm. take off towards that home stretch, what's the message, obviously, maybe from Coach O'Hare, maybe from the senior leadership group with like yourself, what's the message in the locker room about, this is where we need to be, this is where we are, but this is where we're going. I think lately with how things have gone, some people think it's in the world when we lose. Right. And they don't some people don't understand that that's honestly just a part of the game. It's yeah. it's learning from it and moving on and moving forward and fixing what you can. Mm-hmm. And I think that our mentality has been pressing and like being very um what word um, words are hard English is they hard they are sometimes you know <laughs> but like but pressing in, yes. in a sense yeah yeah and I think that once we when we get back to relaxing and playing the game that we know how all that potential is gonna it's just gonna skyrocket right mm-hmm. and so I think that if if we just if we play our game we're, yeah. it's and, and just ride it out the rest of the season. Everyone get comfortable with where they are, get comfortable in their roles, and let's just let's ride it out to the national championship. Sounds like a good plan to me. <laughs> I'll take that, yeah. Like, yeah, we'll take that any day. <laughs> well, Rudy, thank you so much for being on the podcast today and sharing for having me. all of this, all of these wonderful stories that we never <laughs> knew about, but now we know. And and we got a lot of good quotes that we can use we we going on from we? now on. Yeah. Oh, so gracious. obviously y'all are going to be in Memphis this weekend against mm-hmm. Christian Brothers. 
another big series as you roll on towards that GSC tournament line. Mm -hmm. So thanks so much for being here and good luck the rest of the season. Thank you so much, guys. Jumping straight into men's and women's tennis, both teams were in action this past weekend here in Clinton, taking on Auburn-Montgomery in a conference matchup. The men fell 6-1 to to Auburn-Montgomery. The women picked up a 4-3 victory, which moves them to 11-4 on the season and 5-1 in conference. The women really having an excellent year. The men fell to 5-9 and 3-3 and and in conference. They're going to look to right the ship. Uh, moving forward, both teams will be in action this upcoming weekend here in Clinton as well. The, they'll both be taking on the Lee University Flames. That's another conference matchup chance to keep building and, and try to keep things going late into the season. And Josh, obviously the track and field teams were in action some this weekend Yes, as well. track and field teams were at the Southern Miss Invite in Hattiesburg. There was no team score for the men's or women's teams, but a couple of strong performances, especially from Jordan Pritchard. He turned in two event titles on the day, captured the men's 800 meters and the 1500 meter crowns. And for the full results on that, instead of just listing off all the names and results, go ahead and going over to GoChoctaws.com and MC will be back in action. The men's and women's teams will be back in action this Friday here in Clinton at the James E. Parkman track at Robinson Hale Stadium. They'll be taking on, or they'll be uh, going through the Mississippi College Twilight Invitational. They'll be hosting it, rather. And Josh, as always, we're towards the end of the episode. We're going to have to get in real quick. But Josh, oh no, final okay. thought. Well, final thought, Kenneth. This past week, the American Alliance of Football, the AAF, folded. Rip. It's sad. I mean, it was a, it was a heck of a season. But Kenneth, I always think, what could have happened? What, what could have happened if it had gone on? Would it, would, it any, would next any year. of MC players? No, they would have folded next played. year. Oh, that's a shame. Yeah. Okay. Well, I was I always you know I always dream big, but who knows? But maybe maybe an MC football player could have made it at some point. Who knows? But that's all we got for you this week. Thanks again for tuning in, and we'll talk to you next week. Until then, go Choctaws.